That was a wonderful, wonderful Jerome Bettis impression. Uh, well, just like him. we're, we're going to leave you with that awesome um, impression for everybody here in the studio. I'm Tony Bolton saying good night and go blue. You are listening to the number one source for Michigan sports, WCBN 88.3 FM Ann Arbor. If you are an undergraduate who would like to get involved with the sports department, email us at sports at wcbn.org. listening to your home for Michigan Athletics, 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Locate us on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain. Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambellini, he'll shoot. Save there, and the rebound comes to Hunwick. Six seconds remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. Six seconds left, and then Chad Kowarik will be released. Six seconds of power play time remaining. Henson was thrown out of the uh, face-off circle because Desk went over to shout instructions to Kalorn. Thank you for listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. If you'd like to contact the sports department, please email us at sports at WCBN.org or call the station at 734-763-3500. Pass comes forward. Here's Hensick. Now to Kalorik. He's behind the defense. He's in. Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley and... Uh, my partner, Jim Dwyer, has professional obligations tonight, so he'll be back with us next week. It's amazing that they have parent-teacher conferences this early in the school year, but they do. And maybe they need some parent-teacher conferences in Washington with uh, the fairly adventurous week and well, I guess the war on toothpaste and the war on spinach have uh, degenerated into the war of books and the war of words. Uh, we have uh, George Bush hawking uh, President Musharraf of Pakistan's book, and we have <laughs> Hugo Chavez uh, hawking Noam Chomsky's book, which apparently has catapulted up on uh, the New York Times bestseller list and in the so-called Amazon.com world. Fascinating stuff. I'll just give a quick brain damage award out to Alan Dershowitz, who claimed that nobody ever finished a Noam Chomsky book. Uh, that's false. I've finished a few. Uh, I've never finished one of Alan Dershowitz's books. Uh, he, of course, uh, a lawyer 
law professor at Harvard that uh, over the past couple of years has actually publicly endorsed uh, the use of torture. Uh, we won't talk too much about torture this week. So I'm sure that's an issue that won't go away, uh, given the continuing uh, negotiations that are going on over the so-called McCain-Graham um, Warner uh, compromise in that regard, and we'll see what happens when the legislation is finally passed and no doubtedly signed by the president with some sort of a signing statement. We will give George Bush a brain damage award for saying in this past week that uh, the war in Iraq, as he put it, will be no more than a comma in the history books. Uh, this statement is pretty outrageous. Uh, given the amount of money and blood that's been spilled in this event, it'll probably go down in American history as America's biggest blunder. Uh, certainly, I don't think the carnage will approach Vietnam or the wars in Indochina, as I like to call them, because people forget that uh, Cambodia and Laos were also affected by those wars. And, of course, over the week there was a relatively peaceful coup d'etat in Thailand uh, that seems to sort of uh, focus on the issue of corruption. Uh, but for Mr. Bush to make this comment uh, this past week is uh, a continuing outrage regarding his perspective on what the actual consequences of the uh, war in Iraq is all about. And needless to say, we've seen plenty of troubling developments in the past week. First of all, we have an announcement today that uh, troops that were scheduled to come home from Iraq have now been uh, ordered to remain in Iraq, and some troops that are being dispatched soon to Iraq are uh, being sped up in that order. We have continuing battles going on over the amount of uh, manpower that the uh, American military needs. We have a front-page story in today's uh, Ann Arbor News, a reprinted story from the Los Angeles Times about a battle between Army Chief of Staff Peter Schoomaker and Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, they seem to be at odds over $25 billion, or as the article notes, 41 uh, Schoonover, uh, Schoon, uh, Schoomaker is making a 41% uh, increase over current levels. He's arguing that there aren't enough troops, and it's been reported that uh, National Guard units will be uh, undoubtedly dispatched to Iraq after the November elections. Uh, Bush's war on terror re-election uh, for the Congressional Republican game book, uh, game plan out of Karl Rove's uh, trick of... Uh, nasty political tricks, may not work quite as well. We've had Bill Clinton uh, in the news this week with a fairly testy interview about uh, his response to the uh, so-called uh, war on terror and who was responsible for the Osama bin Laden uh, debacle. And he is uh, fairly aggressively defending himself um, over allegations that he 
didn't do enough. This apparently is some new right-wing uh, theory that's being promoted. It was actually attempted to be promoted, by the way, in a uh, docudrama that uh, was supposed to appear on ABC uh, in conjunction with the 9-11 commemoration. Uh, that doesn't seem to have worked. We have President Musharraf uh, in the news. Uh, he's promoting his new book. Uh, let's see if I can find the name of that book. But it's uh, fascinating that Richard Armitage's name emerges once again. A couple of weeks ago, uh, David Broder, uh, who's often characterized as the Dean of Journalists in Washington, he's a longtime Washington Post editorialist, on the 10th of September wrote a uh, editorial uh, in which he, the, the headline was, Journalists Must Report Facts, Not Bogus Conspiracies. And he goes into a uh, sort of tirade about the uh, Valerie Plame, uh, Joe Wilson outing uh, conspiracy, quote unquote, that uh, seems to have clearly uh, emanated from the vice president, the vice president's office, Scooter Libby, Carl Rove, and Richard Armitage seem to have all been involved. Now, the conventional wisdom and the so-called cover story that's being used is that Richard Armitage inadvertently gave this information um, to uh, Robert Novak and Bob Woodward. David Broder at one point writes, uh, in fact, the prosecutor concluded that there was no crime, hence no indictment over the leak of this information. We now, quote, know that the original leak in casual conversations with reporters Novak and Bob Woodward came not from the conspirators' targets in the White House, but from the Undersecretary of State at the time, Richard Armitage. And get this, an esteemed member of the Washington establishment and no pal of Rove or President Bush. Well, that's classic disinformation. Uh, Richard Armitage, uh, needless to say, goes back to the Iran-Contra uh, scandal. He's a definite pal of President Bush. Uh, he actually was one of the signatories of the Project for a New American Century's goal of overthrowing Saddam Hussein uh, that they uh, wrote in a letter back in uh, January of 1998 in which they tried to take advantage of Clinton's problems with the Lewinsky scandal. Um, not this wag-the-dog theory where Clinton um, actually did launch missile attacks against Osama bin Laden back in August of 1998. At the time, if you'd listened to Gray Matters, you would have actually heard me defend Clinton's attack on Afghanistan and I also added the caveat that I was going to withhold judgment on the uh, attack regarding the Sudan. Of course, it turns out that the uh, Sudanese uh, cover story justification that the American government used at the time uh, about a chemical weapons uh, operation being involved there was false. That was promoted mainly by Madeleine Albright. But it does turn out that this, uh, quote, pharmaceutical factory actually was an Osama bin Laden asset. Uh, they didn't really make ma pharmaceuticals per se. They were mainly engaged in uh, production of aspirin, as I uh, have come to learn, and that it was actually an Osama bin Laden-controlled um, business. So it was an asset of his, but it was not a chemical factory. 
as the American government at the time reported. At the time, I did withhold judgment about the validity of the attack on the Sudan. We've now, of of course, learned over the years that bin Laden sought refuge in the Sudan in the mid-90s after the American government put pressure on Saudi Arabia to kick him out of that country. The Saudis revoked his citizenship, and he did find refuge in the Sudan. We promptly then uh, put pressure on the Sudan to get him out of that country, and hence uh, he may have developed a sort of personal animus towards the United States that may have emerged into the 9-11 attack. But for uh, David Broder to claim that Richard Armitage is no friend of President Bush or Karl Rove is uh, patent nonsense. Richard Armitage, in fact, if you go back and you check the Iran-Contra scandal, was heavily involved in the so-called secret team. He was uh, intimate friends with Oliver North and Richard Secord. And if you actually read the Tower Commission report, you'll find that Richard Armitage had actually approved... At the time, by the way, he was working for Colin Powell. Uh, He worked once again for Colin Powell as his deputy secretary of state in the current Bush administration. But during the Reagan administration, Armitage, as an assistant to Colin Powell, had approved a uh, arms sales to Iran, uh, one of the striking paragraphs from that uh, commission report states that uh, Colin Powell discovered that he didn't need to worry about passing on the presidential finding that Mr. Reagan had signed. Richard Armitage had already uh, done the deed. Now, Richard Armitage, in a classic example of uh, a non-denial denial over these sort of splashy allegations that Musharraf is making in the book that uh, Richard Armitage uh, pretty much told Pakistan that... uh, they were either going to be with us or against us, and that they, quote, um, may, may be bombed back to the Stone Age. This information, by the way, was apparently passed on to Mushara from his, quote, chief of intelligence, whoever that might have been. But if you'll notice, Armitage, um, in interviews, said he didn't actually deny this uh, statement. He said, quote, I never made a threat in my life that I couldn't back up. He said on CNN, quote, since I wasn't authorized to say such a thing, hence I couldn't back up the threat. That's the key phrase. I wasn't authorized to say such a thing. Well, maybe he wasn't authorized to say such a thing, but he said it anyway. Um, If he's the um, so-called deputy secretary of state, Colin Powell, no doubt, uh, put him on the job. Uh, to convince Pakistan to cooperate on the war on terror. And this book has got some other interesting allegations, some which may be uh, substantiated over the years and maybe not. Um, One of the more spectacular, by the way, is that Musharraf claims that the CIA paid in cash significant sums of money to Pakistan to produce al-Qaeda operatives. These so-called al-Qaeda operatives, by the way, are at the heart of the controversy regarding Bagram Air Force Base, uh, this secret prison in uh, Afghanistan, as well as Guantanamo, which gets back to the torture issue and all of the muckety-muck that the American government finds itself in regarding that problem. So the war on books, the war on terror, is slowly disintegrating into a kind of a he-said-she-said 
uh, debate about some of the statements and claims that are being made. Well, of course, the uh, fundamental um, rhetoric that the Bush administration is using to justify their re-election uh, is that the war on terror has made America safer and that uh, somehow we're winning this war in Iraq when it's clearly uh, we're clearly mired in a uh, conflagration over there with no uh, light at the end of the tunnel, just to borrow a phrase from uh, Vietnam. In Frank Rich's column on Sunday, he notes, by the way, a confidential Pentagon survey found that 75% of Iraq Sunni Muslims support the insurgency, up from 14% in 2003. So much for the uh, war in Iraq being uh, something that's making us safer. Uh, over the weekend, of course, we've had this spectacular national intelligence uh, estimate report from a sort of uh, barrage of intelligence agencies in Washington that have concluded in its report, Trends in Global Terrorism Implications for the United States, it asserts that Islamic radicalism, rather than be, being in retreat, has metastasized and spread across the globe. The report says that the Iraq war has made the overall terrorism problem worse, said one American official. Um, debates about this intelligence uh, estimate, by the way, will be uh, with us all week now as Congress attempts to wrap up all of its... 90% of its work in one week. They've basically been sitting on their butts all year uh, doing gosh knows what, but one thing is clear, they've certainly been increasing the American budget deficit. And when you look at the staggering uh, requests for more uh, Pentagon money, by the way, this Army fellow that I was talking about earlier who's requesting basically $25 billion more than Rumsfeld is willing to give, uh, which is at the heart, by the way, of, of many of Rumsfeld's problems with the Hawks. Joe Lieberman, of all people, is out uh, trying to defend his position on the war in Iraq with the idea that replacing Rumsfeld will somehow uh, r resolve the problems that we're having over there. Well, I doubt that, but Donald Rumsfeld, in his own uh, mind, he wants to increase spending on unmanned. He wants to double the spending. This, by the way, from a Pentagon report published in February of this past year. He wants to double spending on unmanned aircraft over the next several years and is also requesting that the Navy build ships designed to operate closer to shores as uh, training for new, quote, special operations units to track unconventional weapons are needed apparently from Navy, votes, uh, na Navy uh, frigates or whatever you want to call them. So Rumsfeld, of course, while not uh, believing in the validity of the Army as a strategy for his so-called transformation of the Pentagon, uh, needless to say, wants to definitely transfer a lot more money to uh, the Navy and the Air Force for his own uh, purposes. This uh, National Intelligence Report uh, asserting this uh, rising uh, increase in global Islamic radicalism remains classified, highly classified. Uh, I don't know why this is classified. Uh, this strikes me as crucial information for policymakers um, to address the issues of the day. But it, it's typical of the Bush administration that this report, which was commissioned uh, in, the, in, in, in April, 
and uh, of several years ago, um, has remained, quote, classified. And uh, now we have uh, Republican senators on the House Intelligence, on the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, publicly advocating that it be declassified on the grounds that will somehow bolster the Bush administration's arguments. Well, let's hope so, and let's hope it is rapidly declassified, because I think it would be appropriate for all the American people to judge for themselves if George Bush and Dick Cheney and Condoleezza Rice's assertions about the war on terrorism are as rosy, uh, as optimistic as uh, this proposal indicates. Uh, this, by the way, is, uh, is a report that is uh, part of a group of intelligence agencies. So this is not just the CIA, but it's NSA. It's presumably the Army intelligence groups. That uh, doesn't list all the uh, intelligence agencies involved, but the American government has so many of them, um, they're hard to keep track of. And let's just remember, by the way, that uh, even in this Pentagon request of, of nearly $140 billion, that represents almost twice what any other country on the earth spends in its entire defense budget. So we are talking here about staggering sums for the uh, Pentagon. We are talking about the continuing pork barrel spending of the uh, military-industrial complex. We also have a book out over the past week uh, that was a very interesting one by uh, Rajiv uh, Chandrasekharan, uh, who uh, was basically the Baghdad, so-called Iraqi Washington Post um, lead reporter over the past several years. His book, uh, entitled The uh, Green Zone, Imperial Life in the Emerald City, is a blistering attack on the incompetence of the Bush administration. Needless to say, John Engler's name pops up in this uh, book. Apparently, the Bush administration decided on their apparatchiks, as, as uh, Frank Rich puts it, who, uh, in his uh, scathing criticism, writes uh, that the book details how, quote, Paul Bremer and his underlings enlisted cronies and apparatchiks rather than those who might actually know anything about the country's people or their needs. Thus, we have saddled Iraq with Bernie Carrick, GOP fundraisers, and politically connected fund uh, young ideologues chosen over more qualified job applicants who knew Arabic. They saw Iraq as a guinea pig for irrelevant and doomed experiments, including an anti-smoking campaign, an elaborate American-style stock exchange, uh, Mr. Chandra, let me get his name correct here, it is complicated, Chandra Sekaran's book, while nonfiction is a chilling indictment of the American tragic cultural myopia, um, it's as chilling an indictment as Graham Greene's prescient 1955 novel of the American debacle in Indochina, The Quiet American. Well, here, here. And I heard uh, Rajiv on a couple of uh, shows note that the uh, Bush administration wanted tax cuts and flat taxes uh, imposed in Iraq. Um, that this John Engler crony, whose main expertise apparently was his... Uh, zealous opposition to stem cell research and uh, opposition to abortion, was apparently put in charge of the uh, health care system in Iraq, replacing somebody who 
basically a professional um, bureaucrat that had plenty of uh, war experience, spoke Arabic, had been involved in uh, Kurdish regions of Iraq dating back to 1991. Instead, one of John Angler's apparatchiks was put in charge of the health care system uh, in Iraq, where, needless to say, the proposal was to privatize health care and uh, require that wounded Iraqi civilians, uh, wounded both and not only from American bombing and ground operations, but uh, from the insurgency, that these people pay for their health care uh, in cash up front. So uh, this book, uh, the, uh, the Inside the Green Zone, is just an amazing example of the total incompetence that the Bush administration has been engaged in. Then we have President Clinton in the news. Um, and I didn't bring in the specifics of what he actually said uh, in his, uh, I think it was a Fox News um, interview. But apparently the blogosphere is uh, going hog wild over this whole thing. And, of course, the conservatives are trying to argue that uh, <clears throat> President Clinton has lost his cool. Um, he's testy. He uses his his uh, finger with Chris Wallace, uh, apparently uh, sort of defending himself um, from right-wing conspiracy theories that somehow uh, Bill Clinton is responsible for the growth and development of uh, Osama bin Laden's ideology. Um, that's a matter of debate. I think that Islamic fundamentalism has more been a long-term thing that really goes back to the... Uh, Reagan years, it goes back to the Iranian Revolution, um, and some of the philosophical underpinnings go back even further. Um, but the actual terrorism against America uh, really started um, with the uh, Marine truck bombing in 1983, uh, supposedly and in all probability directed by Hezbollah, a very minor group in Lebanon at the time uh, that is now morphed into... Um, probably a dominant political uh, faction in Lebanon, and uh, needless to say, directed by the government of Iran that the uh, Reagan administration, less than two years later, was selling arms to uh, in secret deals that have never adequately been explained. The President Reagan has always said that he didn't know of the diversion of funds to the Contras, but he's never explained why he continued arms sales uh, to Iran despite the fact that no hostages were released. Undoubtedly, back then, Richard Armitage, John Negroponte, Elliot Abrams, and a variety of other uh, ghosts from the Iran-Contra affair that are now in the Bush administration uh, continue to have their cover stories uh, protecting uh, their own uh, nefarious past. Of course, the focus on bin Laden and the Clinton response is all about the USS Cole. Well, historical dates are important. Uh, the USS Cole, by the way, was actually attacked in late October of 2000, shortly before the presidential election that year. It'd be fascinating to go back and find out if George Bush was attempting to use that uh, attack uh, for political gain uh, in his uh, 2000 election. Uh, undoubtedly, it had influence on the Supreme Court's decision to appoint him president of the United States, in which uh, Florida state law was uh, subverted 
the votes were not counted, and Bush was declared winner by Republican Senate nominee in the state of Florida during this uh, current presidential season, Catherine Harris. Oh, well, we find out that the uh, CIA and the FBI affirmed in January of 2001, as Bush was taking office during the transition period, that al-Qaeda might have been actually behind the USS Cole attack. What was the Bush administration's response to it? It was essentially to downplay the... uh, threat of al-Qaeda. It was to demote Richard Clark in importance, as Bill Clinton pointed out in the interview. December uh, 14th, I believe, was the date in which Bill Clinton personally briefed George Bush about upcoming threats to America. Al-Qaeda was on his list, as was North Korea. George Bush was interested more in Iraq and reviving Star Wars as a defense system which, by the way, America has funneled about $100 billion into that pork uh, pork barrel operation. And, of course, pork uh, is uh, figures, figures uh, largely in this new book, uh, Imperial Life. Uh, Rajiv is very um, animated about the ubiquitous use of pork uh, in the green zone by the American troops. Halliburton, uh, the subcontractor involved in providing meals for the American people, apparently served bacon (laughs) profusely at not just one meal here and there, but apparently all meals. Uh, You had bacon for breakfast, bacon for lunch on salads, and bacon on your cheeseburgers at night, hot dogs, uh, bratwurst, etc. Needless to say, his point is that pork is an offensive meat uh, in the Islamic culture, and America seemed to be oblivious to it. Well, um, I guess I'm supposed to continue. We're almost uh, out of time here on uh, Gray Matters. Uh, You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I'm assuming that Jerry Mack will be uh, coming up here uh, shortly. But, uh, yeah, fascinating uh, stuff in the news all last week. These names, Rumsfeld, Armitage, (laughs) um, Musharraf, Hugo Chavez, uh, a fascinating week of sort of international uh, intrigue uh, in the world. And as I put it to start the show, the war on toothpaste, and um, that's a joking reference to the fact that apparently today the uh, American Transportation uh, FAA Authority is now allowing personal uh, portions or personal tubes of toothpaste and shampoo on, uh, on flights now, so you don't have to throw out all your toiletries as you board planes, uh, they merely have to be in um, in uh, Ziploc uh, see-through bags that uh, inspectors can determine if your toothpaste may actually be an explosive. Why uh, old ladies in, from Georgia need to have their t- toiletries searched uh, for bombs is absolutely incomprehensible to me, but this is an example of how uh, brain damaged the entire war on terrorism has turned out to be. This is part of Bush's uh, theory of uh, getting reelected, but I dare say he is going to regret having ever uttered this statement, the war in Iraq will be no more than a comma in the history books. I don't think it's going to be a comma. I think it's, alas, going to be several uh, paragraphs at least and perhaps several chapters. But uh, Richard Armitage, as he cleverly put it, I was not authorized 
to tell uh, Musharraf that we will bomb you back to the Stone Age. Well, I'm sure that he wasn't authorized, uh, but he may have said it anyway. Um, You can't prove it one way or another, and certainly a phone conversation over a secure line between Richard Armitage and the head of the ISI in Pakistan, um, well, it was no doubt taped by the American government. I wonder if they'll release those tapes. I kind of doubt it. But uh, Musharraf indeed may be making this statement to bolster his own problems in the region. Uh, Karzai apparently will be in town this week, so 